Funhouse. Hey, what's up? Welcome to Season 3, Episode 4 of the Funhouse Family Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Caves. Today's guest is local rapper and painter Perry Porter. Perry is an accomplished musical and visual artist who has received critical acclaim for his debut solo album, Bobby Ross. The album was featured on the Seattle Times' Best Seattle Albums of 2019 and KEXP's Favorite Albums of the Pacific Northwest of 2019. He has performed all over Seattle, notably packing the house at Numo's at last year's Capitol Hill Block Party and performing live on KEXP. So why don't you stick around and sock it to me? Join us. Um, so Perry, we've met before. Um, yes. you and I were in a, uh, one of those cut videos, uh, <laughs> where teachers had to guess, uh, from a lineup of strangers who was high and I was one of the teachers and you were on the lineup. So yep. I, I guess my question, <laughs> how did you get involved in that? Um, my friend actually hit me up and was like, have you heard of this cut thing? Yeah. He's like, they, uh, pay people to kind of do and ask these questions and all that. And he knew I was kind of doing music stuff. So he was just kind of just a random thing just make some side money mm-hmm. so i did a few of those with my girlfriend izzy at the time oh nice and uh one of the people who worked there was really like you smoke a lot of weed right and i was like <laughs> oh yeah all the time and it's like we're trying to do more weed stuff we'd like to come in do that yeah. like, but we just asked you not to smoke weed this one time okay so i was like shoot i, I mean i guess i'll yeah, try yeah. it but yeah that's how it really happened <laughs> i um my uh it's really popular with my i teach high school english it's really popular oh, nice. with my high school students so Where at? um uh over on the east side i'll okay. just say exactly. um <laughs> over on the east side and uh they always like uh check me on the line when i'm like yeah i'm half mexican and you say i'm full black and, like i've had kids like say that to me in the halls and i'm like please i'm your teacher Please. <laughs> what was that experience like for you filming that it was fun yeah it was really really fun um i like it just because it introduced you to just random people in the yeah. city you know yeah, like yeah. i'm so used to just being around musicians mm-hmm. or say like just or painters sure. and it was just nice just to kind of to meeting teachers or meeting just the local bartenders or bartenders out here and stuff so right. i really like that experience of that and i never knew that was ever there for sure my friend told me about it me neither i didn't realize it was like kind of tucked away in queen anne there Mm -hmm. they kind of got a a self-sufficient little studio there um what were yours and other reaction others reactions to the video oh people loved it like the first two weeks i had people come to my instagram yeah the same tweet i mean the same (laughs) caption i'm full black such a good line man (laughs) it just caught me off guard it was so fucking funny Uh, and the same thing with youtube i've had people comment on their certain videos so yeah it's really cool to see how that does spread like people have millions of people see those videos you know right exactly it's got like 20 million something hits on it (laughs) (laughs) do you kind of leverage that when you're like promoting your art or anything Um, or your work we really haven't okay we really that's like the one platform i feel like i haven't really told people that i've like been Mm -hmm. a part of that much so all right so switching gears um for people who don't know you, so for people who may, this may be the first time of like hearing your name, Perry Porter, um, yep. can you give us a brief or however long history of who you are? You can take that question however way you want to um, take it. Shoot, yeah. It's Perry Porter. That is my real name. Yeah. I get that a lot. People <laughs> always wonder if that's the What do they name. say? They think it's just the name I just made up. Oh, like a, like, like a stage name yeah. or like a rapper name. Okay. <laughs> so it is Perry Porter. Uh, I do go by Perry Paints. Mm-hmm. Originally from Spanaway, Tacoma area, I would say I've been actively in the music scene for probably like eight years. Okay. 
but I made like a, a pretty big splash in probably the last three, yeah, for like three, four years. I made yeah. a pretty big impact. Um, same thing with art. I've only been painting for about seven, eight years. I've kind of always drawn, but mm. I used, I got into painting because of the music stuff, and I kind of like used that to kind of leverage a lot of things. Yeah. Since I'm of uh, both communities, I'm fairly known here right well i'm kind of it's more or less not like fame it's just right perry's been here forever we just all know perry kind of thing so my partner maureen's uh co-worker uh kalina simone she says she like knows your music from tacoma oh tacoma area so she like going back to that video she was like oh yeah that's perry like i know that guy's music and i was like oh shit okay so this guy (laughs) so um he's around and then i like checked you out after that um can you uh, speak a little bit about, we're going to go back in time a little bit, about your upbringing? Oh, man. Like? Uh, it was, I've been doing a lot of self-reflecting with that, honestly, because it's for the next project I've been working on. Mm-hmm. But it's it was very interesting. I grew up around a lot of, uh, not the best influences. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so there's a lot of, a lot of street stuff that was going around. But my mom always had me just in and out of certain things. Sure. So like, for six months, I would do piano or something, or for mm-hmm. like a year, I'd be in Boy Scouts or yeah. doing basketball. All that so she always just had me in things, and that kind of just always sparked my interest with just learning a lot of things, kind of dabbling in all these different areas. Yeah. And um, then, uh, yeah, I got into I went to um, jumped around a bunch of elementary schools too because I was kind of a little bad kid. Yeah, end up going to this place called Elk Plain, it's a okay. music science elementary school. Cool, and that's where I got into drums and that kind of like, yeah took off from there so. gotcha what um you talked a little bit about being a kid like w- how would you describe yourself like what were you like as a kid what were you into like i was real quiet okay but i was into everything i would paint on my own clothes so i would like oh cool make my own sneaker stuff uh i was really into like paint that old app paint uh, oh, on the computer. oh like microsoft paint yep. okay so, uh, i would use that a lot and make uh <laughs> like little guys and i would print them out and like iron them onto shirts and i like, give them oh, to my friends yeah. and all that type of stuff yeah, I was always in just making things, man. I skateboarded and played basketball a lot. Yeah. Ran track. I was just anywhere I could be around people. I loved entertaining people. Our yeah. house was like the party house. So, But I was, I was always very quiet, though. Yeah. So that kind of let me also get away with a lot of bad shit. So so, so <laughs> you, you mentioned that you, you described your, your house, like where you, where you live, where yeah. you grew up, as like a party house. Like, yep. can you kind of go and can you expand on that a little bit? Like, like, what does that uh, mean? Any holidays, any birthdays, or just like random weekends, we would have the whole family through it. Like my family's big drinkers. Everyone mm. has very big personalities. Like sure. I'm the quietest one in my family. Sure. It's so like everyone's just super big. So any week there could be 30 people in our house and it would be, you know, all this arguing or there'd be fighting or dancing or there'd be spill of people in the street. And like we kind of, we live in Spanaway, so it's kind of like suburban kind of sure. area so it was like very unfamiliar to them to kind of see that all the time with just a bunch yeah. of cars down the street you yeah know, it was always stuff like that so is spanaway more of like i'm not familiar with the geography is it more like yeah. a suburb of tacoma then or like outside of tacoma it's, the, it's very still very like farmsy okay out there so okay. there's like perfect example is every year there's this big farm every year they have a petting zoo where they have like zebras oh, and shit. camels and shit out there <laughs> so it's a very weird place where most of my friends grew up on a farm yeah, yeah. you know like interesting yeah, and then there's the small little areas where it's cul-de-sacs and whatnot but yeah you still got to walk an hour to catch the bus right you know and went road bikes when we were kids gotcha like, lived in the woods it was very 
like, like isolated kind of place. So. Did you ever like go into the city a lot as a kid, like um, Tacoma or Seattle? Like once I was probably like thirteen, started catching the bus. We go to Tacoma a lot. Mm-hmm. Then uh, my siblings are a lot older than me, sure, so okay. they when they got places, we go out there and hang out and stuff. Got it. And then the moment I got a car, that's all I did was hang out in Seattle. Yeah. So to the point where it's like. By the time I was 18 or 19, everyone thought I was from Seattle just because mm-hmm. I was just out there so much. Sure. Um, you, you mentioned your mom earlier, but I was wondering if you could go into a little bit more detail about like what how you would define your relationship like with your parents. Oh, man. Um, me and my mom, awesome. That's like cool. that's, that's my best friend. Yeah. Uh, she seems like yeah. a good, she seemed like a good support system oh, like putting yeah, you on all those programs and she was extracurriculars. Everywhere. Yeah. And he, Band rehearsal, <clears throat> she's there. She was just all about it. Me and my dad, uh, it, it's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like there's not really an emotional relationship. Sure. It was more or less growing up, he was kind of like, uh, I put a roof over your head type of thing. Like, Got I'm it. doing my job. But like, a stoic, a yeah. little reserved. Okay, okay. But the older I've got, I realized it's kind of like he's teaching me to be more self efficient. Right. You know, like, my mom taught, like, made me curious into things, and my mm-hmm. dad let me know, like, my mom would get me to these things, and then my dad was like, if you want to stay, you'd have to pay for them yourself oh, type gotcha. of things. Even though I was like 12 or 13, gotcha. so I'm like mowing lawns because I want to actually play basketball right. and stuff. So like, so kind of like um, putting the idea of like uh, um, value of work yep. into very early. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah, he didn't believe in trying to put us into stuff we weren't really going to yeah. be about and all that. And then he said, my cousins and all that needed a lot of bad shit so <laughs> do you feel like that's had a, uh, a positive impact on you like honestly on that? yeah i feel like at one point in my life me and my dad did super beef but like yeah i do feel like i get older and like being my own business and kind of running stuff sure. i see the value of like him yeah. really teaching me that so yeah and he's every time you see stuff he's super proud he's, he's weird about it you know he's right he does stuff, yeah are they know? support <laughs> like it sounds like your mom is supportive of like your I would assume your career oh, as yeah, an artist, yeah. and um, but like dad, I'm assuming is yeah. maybe a little bit more. Yeah, like I don't, <laughs> but both of them, I don't really tell them much. My mom oh, will sure. do her research a little bit, you know, <laughs> yeah, look yeah. up stuff. Yeah, but my dad, anytime he just tells stuff, he'll be like, "Oh, yeah, that's cool." And yeah, then I'll yeah, find yeah. out later. He's like bragging to his friends about it. And oh, stuff, so, that's you know? that's sweet. <laughs> so it's that's dope. sweet. Yeah, it's really dope. Um, so if you're comfortable, may I ask uh, why you uh, dropped out of college? Oh man, it was more or less. I just felt like I knew what I wanted to right. like, know. Sure. You know, like I, I still to this day kind of think of going back because I, I probably like a year into finishing. So it was like sure. I was into it, but it was kind of, yeah, I just really knew what I already wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I meant like I couldn't really spend the money for college like that. The sure. way I really wanted to go. So it was all right, let's just go. You've like, you went enough to realize what you really want to do, how to right. go about work ethics. You met a lot of good people. It's like, just, just go for it yourself. So. What are your views on it? Do you like, how do, um, how do you feel about college? I feel, I feel like it's good. I feel like it depends. <laughs> college good. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it depends really on the person though. Sure. Yeah. And person, I feel like the field. And that was my thing too was, right. A lot of the art stuff, I, I wanted to go to, like, the Art Institute that was way out of our budget. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to go to, um, I think it's called, it's um, Art Institute, uh, not Art Institute, the Art and Design of Savannah okay. High School, I think it's, what, uh, high school, uh, college, um, <laughs> yeah. not bad. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. But um, I wanted to go both of those places. They were way too expensive. And I started doing these classes, I didn't realize, like, a lot of my teachers were still kind of like my competition. Or, like, oh, okay. realizing... 
certain things that I wanted to learn, I would still have to go to YouTube and like figure out those type of things. Or sure. there's just certain classes I just wouldn't really care about doing that or learning these type of things. Like but, the general required yeah. courses. What what were you trying to study in school? Um, at first, I was going for music um, production. Okay. So I did that. And I, f- I just didn't like that just because of the whole system there. Like the teacher, yeah. all that. He, one, didn't think rap music was like real music. So oh, that was that. already <laughs> off top. So, you know, the whole problem. It's like, I'm not going to enjoy yeah. this. <laughs> fuck that. And then I bounced over to business mm-hmm. for a little bit. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went over to graphic design. That's when I started painting. Sure. And then when I just did graphic design, like, I was already in the music field, so I was already kind of like landing jobs. I was already teaching myself on YouTube and all that. So it's kind of like I could find cheaper ways of still educating myself and sure. making this work. But it was just because it's – I'm already doing the art thing. Like I have my best friend. He uh, is an engineer. Like, and, right. You know, he had to go to college. <laughs> so yeah. Like that's yeah. just something you just got to do. Yeah, you know, so. exactly. I always find it kind of odd that like – People pay abhor- like absorbent amount of money to like go to like get a theater degree. Like yeah. I have a theater degree, mm-hmm. and I'm like I learned a lot of good shit. But I'm also like, man, if I just knew the right books and like the right things exactly. to do, I kind of maybe did some of this on my own or with a group of people mm-hmm. or whatever. Didn't have to pay like twenty thousand fucking yep. dollars. Um, like, man, I'm paying just as much to be a doctor. Like, like yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, seriously. and then the parents, you know, those parents are like, Jesus Christ, we paid for you to go to this. Um, uh kind of pivoting a little bit what were your artistic influences growing up um rap music of course i would say like jay-z yeah missy elliott mm-hmm. outcast i grew up in like classical band jazz stuff mm-hmm. so then that's when i really and my father's a dj so like i really got into soul music so like um right. earth wind and fire bootsy collins sure uh, Miles Davis, yeah. John Coltrane, like a lot of that music. Um, yeah, I would say that for music size, for art, anime was a big thing. I used to draw a lot of anime as a kid. Like that was yeah. just not paying attention in class. Sure. And then the older I got, I'd get into like Basquiat. I'd get into Carrie um, James Marshall, a lot more mm-hmm. black artists who kind of like taught me how to use your art to like, speak sure. to your community yeah unless that was just just making things just to make shit at one point. definitely and you were kind of touching this a little bit but like how do those influences impact the way you make your own art we're kind of touching on that a little bit i would say uh for music uh my favorite thing about jay-z is i like how witty he is sure how much it's like a yeah. conversational piece when he raps he's playful yeah he's very playful so i like that part like that yeah. was like my favorite thing about making the music was it just he just sound very intelligent even when it was mm-hmm selling drugs and doing that stuff. He just seemed sure. like a very very good businessminded person. Sure. Um Missy Elliott Outcast, it was just the complete fun yeah. of a absurdity of just pushing the field as much as possible. Yeah. That was my thing. Um and then with jazz musicians, I just love the whole aesthetic of jazz right. musicians. Like yeah. from just how cool they were, how laid back they were. The way that I even make music is inspired a lot from them kind of improvising free jazz and kind of yeah. things a lot. So yeah. I don't write down my music. Right. I kind of just sit in the studio. It's just a free free flow, yeah. free form. Um, yeah, I was, I was, uh, I, was, I don't know, like, it was like a New Year's Eve playlist, but like Spotify was on and they do like whatever, like the genius, whatever yeah. thing. And um, uh, Hey Aw came on mm-hmm. and then they like were doing like the trivia and uh, they were talking about how uh, um, 
what's the what's the lead singer? What's like the main guy? Oh, Andre. Yeah, Andre. He was talking about how he like made those costumes for that music video, nice. like from like from like <laughs> scratch. Like didn't like he like he does not made them, but he designed them. Like mm-hmm. he designed them, and he was like, I'm, I just wanted to make it like as you were kind of describing absurd and like out there and kind of yeah. like these like 1960s like weird dudes. So, mm-hmm. um, so talking a little bit about uh, painting, I guess like the broad question is like. W- you're mostly you mostly do watercolors is yeah. that correct so why why painting and visual art honest man like it it kind of all just happened without me even really thinking about it sure like because i've always kind of drawn and then my mom was very supportive so like even sure. to my house now we've got drawings all over the walls and yeah, stuff that yeah she yeah. let me do and shit but like it was it was just something about the watercolor that drew me into it. I used to do most. I still do most of my album art myself. Sure. And I just remember being on Tumblr and seeing this artist named Laura Zombie. Mm-hmm. She does watercolor, and it was the cra- it was just the craziest thing to me. And right. it was just like I need something like that, and it just was just feeding at me. To one point, I yeah. just bought some off Amazon. And yeah. Just dove into it, man. And then, like, yeah, then kind of through these last few years, I've figured how therapeutic it's been for me, how mm-hmm. much of, like, representation and all that's really matters. Like, my perception of making art now has completely changed, and it was five, six years ago. Where sure. I was just making it just more or less for just fun, pastime. Do you feel like you would describe yourself as, like, self-taught yep. in a way? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was... I would say I'm definitely like musically trained sure. through school and stuff, but yeah. I was never really in like any art classes. I gotcha. just I did graphic design for probably a quarter or two, and then that's when I was kind of like, all right, let me just figure it out myself. Yeah, we've been doing the music thing on our own. Like I, I got confidence enough I can make right. it happen. So, um, and and uh, I also watched uh, your short film. What was it? Is it changing? Oh, channel surfing. Yeah, channel surfing. Yeah. Thank you. And like. Um, can you talk a little bit about like the film? So did you direct that yeah. you came up with the concept? And yeah. Everything? So like yeah. the concept for that project was, um, I wanted to almost make like a TV guide of my absurd brain. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so then when it was me and my friend Neb, he does most of my visuals like on the video side. Yeah. We really just get high, like completely <laughs> stupid high together Fuck yeah. <laughs> and just play the project and then like just try to find the craziest things. And I was telling him, like, I really want to feel like someone was just clicking through channels, sure. going through stuff. Yeah. But in a weird way, I feel like it still was telling a story. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a lot of us just going back and forth. Just, right. ooh, what about this line? We yeah. make this happen in this. Yeah. We didn't want to like, because at first we'd have it where we would try to, all right, this is our budget, and then we kind of think within our budget. Right. But then this time I was like, no, let's just think the most craziest yeah. things we can, and we'll figure out how to make it happen. I watched it before <laughs> the interview, and like it goes down some rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. I really love the part where you go to the uh, pinball bar, oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. you're like, you're you're playing a game, and then you see yourself in the game, and mm-hmm. then you like do the the rest of the music video through like. Like, what were you trying to kind of channeling? Uh, like, uh, what was the inspiration for that? Like, what's the game? It's like, it almost reminded me of like D&D, uh, not D&D, D, DDR. Papa, the rapper. I have, oh, it's like play, it? like a PlayStation game, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a PlayStation what? game. And we, yeah, we the little like dog, like isn't that. a dog, yep. or, like okay, yeah, okay, yeah, with a beanie exactly on. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yep. I thought that was really great and like innovative and um, and just. Yeah, like an like absurd and, and kind of irreverent. That that's mm-hmm. the kind of stuff I tend to gravitate towards so, because 
something I get from you, uh, Perry, is like when I listen to your music and just your general aesthetic is that like you don't te- t- tend to take yourself like too seriously. I mean, yeah. you're a serious artist, but like I think that's what makes your music accessible and approachable. It like is because it's just like we're just here to have fun and like as exactly, you mentioned, like <laughs> smoke some weed and like and yeah. go through this. And and I think it's um. I think that really allows for, I, I don't know, it just, it, it, it's not, you can't put it in this like one box. It's very intersectional. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of which, how, how do you feel, you, you kind of touched on this a little bit, how do you feel like painting intersects with your music making? Um, it works, for me it works, but at first, yeah. nobody wanted me to do it. Oh, nobody, can you expand on that a little yeah, bit? They, First, they thought it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Because even to this day, I've met, I just actually ran into somebody last week. Right. Who was telling me that they thought that there was two different Perry's. Mm. That there was one Perry that rapped and the one Perry that painted. And okay. he was like, I went months thinking that and figured out it was the same guy. Okay. So I would have a bunch of people always tell me, like, how are you going to brand yourself? Are you a rapper? Are you a painter? Like, people mm-hmm. really, really wanted me to put that in that box. And as you were saying before, I don't take myself too serious. Right. I believe you can do everything. It would bother me a lot to point was like, I'm going to like make this happen. Right. So like, it's, it's really work. Cause me, it's, I do both every day. Right. Like, it's kind of just my life. I don't see it as two different halves. Right. I feel like I kind of approach both the same, mm-hmm. but it has always been interesting how people didn't want it until they seen it. And then to them, it like makes complete yeah, sense. Now. So yeah. I just feel like I feel, and I, I think, you know, kind of, again, to give you some, some praise, like, I think the thing I really love about your work is that it's authentic. Like it's not, it's, it's just you, it's, it's you, it's Mm -hmm. you being yourself. And then, you know, and I see that like, not to name names, but like put like other artists, like trying to be like a derivative of something else, you know, it's like, Oh, well that's clear. You're clearly trying to emulate Tyler, the creator. You're clearly trying to emulate Matisse or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. I don't really get that from your work. And, um, and I think in a way like, uh, you're, you're kind of subverting it, like even using like Bob Ross Mm -hmm. is kind of like, you know, you're going to call it Bobby Ross and like, and kind of play with that, uh, you know, because you've got the painting element that, you know, the audience, um, attaches themselves to, but you're subverting mm-hmm. it. Like is Bob Ross a, an influence of yours? Cause he, oh, he yeah, comes up man. as a soundbite yeah. in, your, in your album quite a bit. Yeah, man. He's, he was a big influence just cause like, I really did learn a lot when even when I was like really getting painting for the last sure. eight years, I would fall asleep to just listening to that stuff. It's very uh, calming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I would, uh, for a while, I would teach classes. I would teach like those wine and uh, paint classes. Oh shit! Or like a paint and sip or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like that's <laughs> kind of even how that even came about was sure. like I would teach those classes. Or I would teach like a lot of youth classes, and sure. then someone would be like, "Oh, you're like the Black Bob Ross." Harry's <laughs> like the Black Bob Ross, and like I would just kind of run with that, and then you uh, you owned it. Yep. <laughs> and then one day, me and my friend were talking about it. And I was someone was like, I really think it's cool. I was like, but I don't want it to be like the black whatever. You right. Know, or like right. the white whatever. Like, right. I'll still like pay my respects, but find a way where I can like own it sure. myself. And sure, then that's sure. where the Bobby Ross thing kind of came yeah. about. And then I was like, oh, yeah. And then that's first Bobby Rose that came about. And I was sure. like, oh, then there's the song. And then right. they seems like, wait, man, let's really run with it. Right. Go yeah. the whole way, man. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, I think it's, uh, it's and it's it's funny. It's Thank genuinely you, funny, like, listening to the, yeah, the, the sound bites that you pick for the, for your album. Oh, um, 
Okay, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna take a. I want to talk a little bit more about the album when we get back from a quick break, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and yeah, we'll we'll talk about Bobby Ross when we come back. Yeah. Funhouse. The Funhouse family loves the Woods Tasting Room because it's a cool place that has options for all of our tastes. They have beer. They have cider. They have seltzer. You can bring your dog. <laughs> What's better than that? Join us at the Woods Tasting Room, where cider lovers, beer lovers, and seltzer lovers can come together to satisfy their thirst without sacrificing their preferences. For more information, visit seattlecidercompany.com or follow Seattle Cider Company on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Seattle Cider Co., you can also follow Two Beers Brewing on social media at Two Beers Brewing. So, but before I get into the album, I wanted to talk a little bit about something you had said to me earlier. Um, so, in regards to your creative work, you told me that you do a, as you said, terrible job of unplugging. Yeah. Can you expand <laughs> on an idea? What's the challenge? What do you mean? Um, I was actually even just telling my friend that it was like. I I do this so much like sure. painting and music that like yeah I like I don't sleep very often I like take naps okay. so like I sleep what's your average sleep it's like three Talk hours <laughs> so like I'll fall asleep at like eleven I'll wake up at like two or three in the morning I'll like work out yeah and paint and stuff probably till like nine or ten I might take another yeah. two hour nap and I'm up for the rest of the day. That's it. I'm the same way. Yeah, like I'm nocturnal. Like I mm-hmm. like teaching is such a shit job in that regard. Cause <laughs> I'm like up until midnight. I was like, fuck, I have to be up at five 30 <laughs> and I'm working on this art thing or whatever. Hell yeah, man. And then like, yeah, just telling them how I just, when I talk to people too, I know at one point it was like art and music was like, it's a hobby to serve other people, but since sure. it's like my job and I do it nonstop. Mm-hmm. I was going to tell them like, I want like a, an actual hobby that's not anything to do with this you know like it's consumed so much of my life now that (laughs) yeah like man even just down to the internet is i wouldn't even have an instagram if i didn't have to do this music stuff sure just because like i'm not really super big onto it i like to just post my things but that's pretty much it so yeah just learning how to just separate from that because i just do this stuff all the time man like i yeah. really wanted to even maybe just get into cooking you know be able to turn my phone off do it man you're com- it sounds like you're committed to it that's Dang what it man. is like and it takes that hours like what is it like ten thousand hours before you're like perfect mm-hmm. like an expert and a master of something oh, yep. um yeah, and i will do that fast <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it um you talked a little bit about social media how do you navigate the challenges of social media and promoting your work How's that go for um, you? At first, like, because I used to really, I, like, I see myself as someone who, like, grew up with the internet. Like, my dad's a DJ, sure. so, like, I've, I remember a time when we didn't have internet, but I remember, like, we've always kind of had it, though. Like, we were right. always the ones in the family, always the kids on the street who always had, like, the new technology kind of stuff, the new mm-hmm. tech stuff. So, like, I've always kind of knew how to maneuver through there. Yeah. Uh, so, like, a few years ago, I got pretty big on Instagram. So it was like, yeah. like 18,000 followers and like doing all that. It's impressive. But then like, I don't know, I just, something changed in my brain where it was, I was even about the unplugging thing where I like took it too serious, I'd feel like. Yeah, so like it yeah. would just be like one post 
And if it didn't get what that other post got, then I would be like thinking way too much about the analytics sure. and doing all that. So then it was just like, all right, I unplugged from that. I got a new Instagram. I mm-hmm. restarted over. And like, it's where it is now, but it was because I wanted to not take it so much serious now. So like yeah. now, I just have fun with Instagram. Right. I'll just right. Post you just post when you whenever. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that like it, it's so, I feel like social media is so like, it is so freeing. It's like, it's great to be able to post something, but mm-hmm. there really is a, as you were kind of describing, like an algorithm or a math to it, yeah. you know, like, and, and it, and in that way, I feel like it's a little gatekeeping in yeah. a way. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, if I don't, <clears throat> like we try to post our stuff for this show for, for Funhouse yeah. before like noon. Mm-hmm. It's because like most people, when they log on to their, you know, that's their lunch break. So yep. that's when you're going to get the most views. But it's just like, I feel like it's just so shitty to think of it that way. Yeah. It like kills it for me a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus. Cause I remember like, yeah, same thing. That's honestly, I use Twitter a lot more just cause Twitter gives okay. me the feel of like the old kind of internet. Cause I even sure. like growing up with it, like, I just remember a time where Instagram didn't have those ads and everything and just yeah. kind of seeing how Instagram, like internet in general, you should just be a place of freedom for just creatives. Yeah, you know, you totally. can just kind of put stuff out there, but then just yeah. seeing how there's this gatekeeper kind of funnel that goes on. Yeah. And instead of like, like taking, diminishing my art and like devaluing my art just because of these yeah. uh, algorithms, I was like, let me not get into that. Cause yeah. I even have friends like that, man, that it, they lose sleep over that stuff. Yeah. Like, I only got 30 likes today. Like, what's going on? You yeah. should get 300. And, you know, they, and it's like your fans are still going to buy your stuff. Your yeah. fans are still going to come to your show. So like, There's always you know, going to be an audience. It may not mm-hmm. be like, you know, 12K or whatever yeah. the fuck. But yeah, yeah, I just, I, I get a little, <clears throat> I mean, and I also don't want to feel like I'm like old man on my porch just being like, <laughs> ah, the Instagram. But I'm just kind of like, man, I like, I don't necessarily know how to navigate it. It's like, I had a kid. I, Oh. It changes all the time, yeah, man. man. It changes. Like it's weird. What were you I, saying though? Oh, I was saying my I had a kid in my uh, class. Like we were talking about, like I don't know, like doing an icebreaker or something. And he was talking about like what his goals were. And he's like, I want to get like three million followers on my Twitch account. I have like one point five million. Like I want to be like an Instagram influencer yeah. or whatever. And I was just like, that's a thing. Like people <laughs> want to grow up to be yeah. is like famous on social media. So. Yeah, man. I, I can't do that. Man. Uh. Um, okay. I want to talk about, uh, your album, uh, Bobby Ross. Would you say it's a solo debut album? Cause you've done other, uh, like, yeah, I would say it's the, like the debut okay. solo kind of thing. Okay. I agree with that. Um, so it's received a lot of like critical acclaim from audiences, the Seattle times and uh KXP, like put yep. it on their, their top yes, 20 uh, list. Yeah, That's fucking yeah. great, man. Thank you, thank you. Um, so, uh, for folks who, have not listened to the album or are um, just want to get more insight onto it. How can you, uh, can you describe to the listener the premise and the concept for it? Cause it kind of has a, um, there's like, there's an multi, intention behind it. yeah, there's, yeah. I feel like there's a few layers to it. Um, the album, I also call it the color theory album. It's yeah. based off the color wheel and color theory itself. So like every song represents a color. Okay. But then like nice. the personal message for me is kind of, uh, it's more or less of a lens of like a black artist navigating through his craft of uh. just being a contemporary painter and a rapper and kind of yeah even down to the sound bites of kind of people seeing a look of the things I like listen to in my free time mm-hmm. and kind of like getting that inspiration. Some of my ideas like there's one in the Basquiat one where it talks about how at shows or at um, 
parties, Basquiat's like the guy everyone loves. Yeah, him, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But then when he's walking down the street or on the bus, he's right. just this nobody still. Like that reality of like gotcha. that kind of life still, or like the discipline in some of them, or the points of representation and stuff like right. that. So it goes I, both ways. That's a that's a good uh, lead in because I was going to ask. So. Um, Jasmine Albertson, who is a music journalist for KXP, she did the write-up for your album for mm-hmm. on uh, favorite Pacific Northwest albums of 2019. So, she mentions she mentions your use of sound bites from the from famous Black cultural icons, the likes of like Maya Angelou, and mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, I'm gonna mispronounce it, Jean. M- Michelle Basquiat. Basquiat. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and so she writes. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna read this quote here. She writes. Um, Perry Porter uses these sound bites to help bring to life and underscore the complicated juxtapositions of being welcomed with tepidly open arms into the galleries of the white art world where painting is considered an intellectual activity and rapping is decidedly not until leaving the gallery and going back into a world of pervading racism and disrespect. So you were kind of talking about that yeah. a little bit. I guess I wanted to ask you in in relation to this quote, like, would you be willing to expand or support her claim about that challenge and that duality? Yeah, I would say um, for the first thing is uh, if if I were to split the Perry's and once Perry paints sure. and Perry the rapper, sure. Perry the painter is far more famous or known gotcha. or more popular than Perry the rapper. Gotcha. Um, once people get to actually hear Perry the rapper, mm-hmm. they like both of them the same. But I've realized just off the fact of me just telling people, which, like, if I'm just in a room, if you, oh, you paint, oh, mm-hmm. and then it's a different conversation. Oh, you rap, and then it's kind of like, oh, like, everyone raps kind of thing. Gotcha. So I've dealt with that That alone. Um, it's even more when it's not people who look like me, of course. Yeah. Then it's, uh, if I rap, freestyle at this moment. Yeah. yeah. If I paint, then let's let's talk about the complexities of a Matisse real quick. You know what I'm saying? It's sure. a completely different, just sure. really conversation. Like people don't openly say it, but you can just tell by it. it's like, oh, like the conversation lasted longer once you knew mm-hmm. I painted. You know, like once mm-hmm. I'm just going the rap thing. Or when I tell people I'm a full time artist, and it's like, oh, you are like, oh yeah, I rap, and then it's kind of just like, oh, so are you making money? And then it's like, oh, are you full time artist? Well, I paint. Like, oh, so you must be making hell of money. Yeah, you <laughs> saying like, because painters do all. You know I mean like, right? It's so. like um, you're kind of describing. I mean, I, I I believe if I'm you know, if I'm not working out, if I'm working off an assumption, like there's like there's a racial aspect there mm-hmm. too. But also, it's like a little bit of like an elitist aspect yeah. too of just like it, I feel like it's more or less that there's like an yeah. elitist thing. Yeah. Or it's even say even for people that look like me, it's right the fact that oh he he's a black dude that paints like right. you know what I'm saying like he he knows what he's doing like right. let's listen to him like he's sophisticated now he's super classy he's sure old, say this, he has wine and the girls yeah, yeah, yeah. The benefits he raps and it's all oh, he's does drugs and he oh, likes to fight yeah. people. you know what I mean like it's yeah. those preconceived yeah. notions yep oh man. That's, uh, I guess, how does that make, how do you, like, how do you navigate that? I mean, um, it's like, you can't, I mean, it's a, it's at, a systemic yeah. fucking societal problem. At like, first, it used to maybe, I would say I'm, I'm super, I'm thankful that I openly started telling people I do more art. Yeah. Because it'd be, a, there'd be a lot of uh, incidents where I'm in a room with other musicians, or other rappers, mm-hmm. and I'm constantly being looked over because I don't look like the rapper. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I, I look more like a painter to people. So when they get that, it's, oh, it's cool. So, like, growing up, it used to irritate me a lot. So that's even, I feel yeah. like I got better with rapping because it was just a chip on my shoulder to prove, sure. like, sure. just because I, 
I dress like an artsy guy doesn't that mean I, I don't rap. Which right. I thought was the weirdest thing. You used to make me mad because it just sounds crazy yeah. saying it out loud. It's <laughs> like it's like being like, like you're like in these two different worlds and like trying to na- like you're synthesizing both of them and they both intersect, but like there's there's two different kinds of like not two different kinds of people, but like there's just there's just these sort of like societal norms or mm-hmm. rules within these two worlds. Exactly. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like <laughs> And we was like you say, it sounds crazy once I like say it out loud to someone. Sure, it's just like, like that sounds insane. Yeah, and then like once we were rope. like in a situation, people are like, oh like oh this is real like yeah why we all some of us all kind of think like that you know yeah. so yeah it's it's been interesting but it's been it's been fun a yeah. lot of people finding out on both sides um, said it does help a lot of people like now see me as this like super creative genius because yeah. of it and whatnot you <laughs> yeah. know like. I'm still me. I appreciate that. But it's just, just ride like, that a little yeah, bit. I'm a, yeah, I'm going to ride it, you know? <laughs> Spe- speaking of riding, I really love uh, the track Surf. Thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah, man. I, I really love it. Like, what, what is what, what is the, what is Surf? Like, can you describe um, that? Like, clarify that? Like, what to does that me, mean? Like, first off, it's, this is my favorite song. It's like, it's to so me, good. they're like yeah. the embodiment of me in music form. Yeah. Um, Surf has kind of been always kind of a joke is mm-hmm. everyone always talks about I'm like pretty wavy when I make music and I'm yeah. like always with that. And I like chokingly just call myself the silver surfer. I have just like random names oh, I cool. give yeah, myself yeah, yeah. depending on yeah. what kind of weed or alcohol I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a yeah. like a Russian roulette yeah. of just <laughs> different names. Um okay, I wanted to talk a little bit about like your live shows. So yeah. I haven't been to one. I hope to oh, attend yeah, one man. soon. I would love to come. Um the fun, man. But so like given talking again about Instagram, they, they seem like a blast. Mm-hmm. They seem like a good time. Um, so can you describe to the listener what happens at a Perry Porter live show? I believe you, I saw you oh, painting man. on stage. So, like yeah, what happens? It's, it gets really wild, man. I say like the music I already make is very wavy, kind of clubby music. But yeah. then I'm also from a um, punk rap band mm-hmm. named Sleep Steady. And that's like oh, all cool. I used to make. So right. a lot of the music is... One minute you will see a bunch of really pretty girls just dancing, okay. club anthem. The next minute they're mosh pitting with you. Oh shit! And then after that, music might stop, and a few people might come on stage and paint on me. And then yeah, I'll get off yeah, stage, yeah, yeah. We'll pre- start oh, performing man. and partying again. I might pick up a brush and start painting a piece I've been like working on. I just might start something there. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just a lot of that back and forth. How about have some friends come out and do some stuff? We'll have visuals that like accompany everything in the background. It's a whole experience, you know. It's almost like getting to hang out with me at the studio. Yeah, you know, yeah. So. Again, and it it, it, it kind of breaks down that barrier between performer and audience mm-hmm. too, in that yep. way. Um, and and do you also do like your own? Like, do you paint on on stage yep, as well? Yep. Okay, that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, man, it's fun, bro. The same. We don't. I've, Rap all the lyrics. I don't use backtracking. Okay. I try to do all that. I want to be like a fool. You get in a real show. So. Fuck yeah. Um, so uh, talk, I wanted to talk a little bit about specifically um, your experience at a Capitol Hill block party. It seemed oh, like yeah. it was pretty life-changing. Oh, yeah. um, and it was like pretty early in the day, right, for the lineup. Yeah, I think um, we were the second performers of the day. And you and from the photos, it looked fucking packed. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Like, um, I no disrespect whoever opened the whole thing, but like <laughs> when we were getting packed up to get everything ready, there's yeah. probably like eight people. And I was oh, like, bummer. I was just like, man, all right. And then my manager was like, kind of, he was really disappointed. I was like, Hey man, it's three. 
it's whatever. We're yeah. here. Let's just it's Capitol Hill block it. party. Yeah. It's on. You know it's on my bell. You know. And then yeah, exactly. How I was like, we yeah. already got the resume, man. Yeah, yeah, make exactly. The most out of it. Exactly. And then yeah, it was. It turned out, man. It was bigger than I expected. We yeah. had so much fun that I feel like that set the precedent for yeah, all man. The shows. So. Um. Yeah. Like. Uh, do you? I mean. I don't know where to go from that. Like, do you feel like did, you had like, I'm assuming you had a lot of people that were yeah. from your community, like, like family, friends, like mm-hmm. people, like other artists who were there to kind of see. Um, honestly, I would, I don't think there was a lot of other, of my like peers that came there. Okay. So it was, it was a lot of like actual just fans. Like first impressions for yeah. people. Mm-hmm. That's great, man. Um, so my next question is a little bit for people who are, you know, emerging artists or deciding to get into like a, yeah. you know, some parallel arts themselves, like whether it's painting or, or rapping or music or what have you. Um, so for any like emerging artists out there who want to make it like, or want to create their own way, what advice would you give to them? Um, one, this is a job. Mm-hmm. This is a job. I, that's the, my biggest pet peeve with a lot of you. My homies will kind of that conversation is a lot of people think because because we're musicians or artists that we're not supposed to really take this serious, that we're just supposed to make music and that's it. You know, it's like, nah, you got to worry about your branding. You got to worry about how you're selling stuff. Right. Like, even if you get a manager, like, you still run the brand. You know, like, you're the business. Like, right. all of that. Because, you know, if you're at Home Depot, the manager does not run Home Depot. Sure. just manages Home Depot. Yeah. So, it's like, people's, young kids' mind when they think they get a manager or need a manager and stuff like that. So, that'd be my first thing. Is it's a job. Yeah. So, if the best way to, to succeed is to treat just like that. So, if you got to pay 40 hours a week, if you got to, like, clock yourself in, best best thing to do for yourself. And two, like, going off to piggyback off that yeah. you are your brand so you yeah. run everything you are the captain of your ship like yeah. you got to make sure everything's good make sure your people are right keep your hands clean i use that model for everything i yeah. pay all my friends yeah, sure everyone's yeah. don't fuck with people's money yeah. don't fuck with people's money if they're doing it for free don't be late don't be on time you mean yeah, like yeah. if you're going to be late communicate like yeah you you yeah. run everything, so you got to make sure everything's. And solid. it's a small world, you know. Like yeah. even though there are, so, it's just a paradox. Like there's so many people that I know who are like doing a podcast or doing a or doing music, but like word gets out. Like if you're you know running late or you know you don't pay people back or you're just kind of a dickhead, like exactly that, that, yeah, that's man. gonna that's gonna percolate and people are gonna realize mm-hmm. that pretty quick. If people think cause mm-hmm. I. I get the same, but I hate it where it's like separate the art and the artist. Like, you yeah, know, like your reputation does perceive you like you. You can make great stuff, but if right. you're an asshole during yeah. making the creation or yeah. after, before, like it's there are amazing ideas all the time. There right. are talented people everywhere. Like you're no different. You know, you're replaceable. Like, yeah, you really are in this yeah. stuff, man. So and probably for the better because you know someone else is gonna do it better. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> so they do it and make people feel better while doing and they're it. Gonna, like, yeah, exactly. They're gonna be kinder to you. <laughs> um, so, uh, what's next for you? Like next projects, albums, um, anything? I'm trying to put out. I'm gonna just say try. I I know I am. I'm gonna just say trying. Just in case, <laughs> just in case of what happens. It's our trying. It's our yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to put out three uh, EPs. Okay. I'm not gonna put out a, like a full length probably until mm-hmm. next year. I'm gonna really like let this one sit with people. Sure. And the idea I kind of have for this next part of the album is I want to take 
certain colors and expand on them. So like, okay, there would be like a green this. EP and there would be like the red oh. EP and the blue EP. So yeah. it'd be songs that if you like surf, there's a project that's just six surfs. You know, oh it's cool, like that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Thing. So like, whatever certain song you like on that project, because I. I wanted to make the album very universal, so like, sure. if you don't if you don't like surf, there's another yeah. type of hip hop music that you would like sure, on the project, yeah. you know, and just kind of expand on that. Like free associate ideas that have to do with the color red or yep. green or blue or yeah, what sir. have you. So that would be fun. Um, and then I'm planning the Bobby Ross tour. Okay. So that should probably be starting at the beginning of March. Cool. Um, we're still picking all the dates right now, so it's yeah. going to be a little small one, but yeah, around so we'll be selling the deluxe vinyls and nice. kind of. Getting out there is my first time actually like really touring, touring. I did my first little gig with Romero. So yeah. Like I'm gonna I saw that you went to the Shakedown in Bellingham. Yep. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's where I went to school and everything. So I know okay. that place. Oh, <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Um, um, but so so the vinyl, like, does it include, it includes like a like a color wheel, doesn't it? Like, yep. So there's there's two. So there's the, the Black Excellence one that's just kind of the standard. Yeah. That's just the vinyl one. And then yeah. there's the Bobby Deluxe. Mm-hmm. And that comes with the color wheel that's like the poster. Yeah. And what it kind of shows is there's the color wheel with the name of each song right. over the color. Right. And then if you have the project digitally, like on Spotify. Sure. I've given you like certain ways to make small playlists for yourself too with the project. So like if yeah, you're. That's uh, really cool. If you're a weed smoker, these are like the three weed songs. Project, <laughs> you know, if you're like really into mosh pit, yeah. these are the songs you would yeah. like. And kind of breaking that up. Or if you like the songs that are just pure rapping, yeah, then that's one. If you like this, like, yeah, just kind of giving people guides of how to enjoy my music ways. I'm kind of going about it and stuff like that. And it's great to like. It's really innovative because you're interacting with the listener too, yep. and giving them different ways to think about. The, the album too mm-hmm. and like and uh, and to put it into different contexts too. exactly yep. um so anything you want to plug social media upcoming projects shows um, you kind of were already doing that but just yeah. maybe a little formally go to perrypaints.com that's where i'll be uploading my shows from now on because once we do the tour or whatnot Great. um <clears throat> i just put the vinyl up today okay perrypaints.com okay so they could buy that there said so the tour coming in march I'm gonna be trying to put out some music videos soon. Okay. Yeah. Art wise though, please do. I got um, <laughs> we just got approved for doing a mural at Garfield High School. So That's I'll great. I'll be doing that next yeah. month with my friend uh, King Afro. Awesome. Um, I'll also hopefully we're still in the conversation of doing this. Um, there's this um, traveling art show that the Smithsonian does. Okay. That's gonna be called a uh, Men of Change. Very cool. And they hit every city. And in every city, they pick two African-American males yeah. from that city to um, build a mural that will be, st- like, standing the whole time while this thing travels and whatnot. Yeah. So I got contact to do that. So hopefully I'll be doing that for Tacoma. So that would be, like, that's the big win for me. That's really enriching, to like, too. Be the model kind of citizen yeah. for black men in Tacoma. Yeah. For the art world and stuff. Is that something you, like kind of want, like not to say like that's what you want to be but like i'm assuming oh, like bro, you want to yeah. be that positive role model mm-hmm. for the kids that's always my thing man even growing up in spanaway like mm-hmm. when we would all do music we would all kind of say because uh, a lot of me and my friends from spanaway we have this big chip on our shoulder that, yeah like, spanaway to come up boys we make as much good music anywhere else in the yeah. world type of thing but we just don't have the business here so we didn't expect it to like sure blow up like for example you know kendrick lamar went to the same high school as dr dre and all right i mean there's this kind of this legacy yes. and then there's label record label stuff out there yeah so our thing 
it's probably like five of us when we were growing up was kind of being like the thing that breaks the the glass ceiling for yes. everybody else to kind of get into it. Yes. So we never really expected us to be like the ones to make it, but yeah. we wanted to be the ones to like you want to uplift, yeah. uplift the next kids. The other they folks. got it, you know. Saying? Yeah. So. Perry, that's really great to hear. And thank, uh, you, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, be a guest on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Thanks for letting me ramble. This was fun. Oh, no, it was great. <laughs> it wasn't rambling. It was, it was awesome. And, uh, and yeah, like best of luck on the projects. Like, I, you know, I really encourage a listener to check out uh, Perry Porter's work, especially Bobby Ross. It's a so, really great so. album. Um, and, yeah, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks, man. For Thank you to Fair Enough for reminding us to stick around and suck it to me at the top of the show. Join us again next time as we talk to far side creator and cartoonist Gary Larson. If you like what you heard, help us out by subscribing and leaving us a review. Find us at funhousefam.com and on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at funhousefam where you can get all the updates for everything Funhouse events, auditions, artistic opportunities, and script submissions. Join us. See you later. Party Fish Media acknowledges that it operates and records on indigenous Duwamish and Puget Sound Coast Salish land that is still home to the Duwamish tribe. This land is stolen in violation of the Point Elliott Treaty of 1855. We are committed to uplifting the name of these lands and community members from these nations who reside alongside us. For more information on this land, its people, or ways you can help, visit duwamishtribe.org or realrentduwamish.org.